Okay, hello and welcome to our very first podcast of The Middle Order. I'm joined with by two special guests of mine, uh, Kizar Ali, say hello, and Ijaz. Hello. Thank you, thanks for joining us. Um, well, we're going to preview the Pakistan South Africa test match that's going to kick off tomorrow morning in Karachi. Uh, but first, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the recent cricket that we've been watching um, over the winter. Firstly, let's head off to Australia, um, where we've seen probably one of the most historically significant um, results in the last few years of Test cricket, uh, where India won the Test match 2-1. Um, how do you guys rank this series compared to some of the, the, the past series that we've had maybe in the past three, four years? Um, probably up there with one of the better series that we've had. Well, um, to be honest... Uh... It was a, a great series um, for a range of different reasons. Uh, everyone expected Australia to turn up uh, on their home turf with their strong men back and Steve Smith, Dave Warner, um, just set about the Indians. But And it looked like from the first test uh, after India got bowled out, but flipping heck, they showed some bottle and character. Uh, I think what helped them out was they had maybe less pressure on them when goalie went and they lost that first game. So they had nothing to lose, but even then they pulled it together and made it a competitive and compelling series. Um, I think the first thing about the aspect. series was in India getting bowled out for 36 while goalie was still there. That was the best thing that happened. Um, brilliant from... The guys that turned up, the B team beat Australia. Wasn't expected, um, but you could talk about Australia's now saying about the bowlers were kind of overworked that you could see on the last day when they were trying to bowl India out. India chasing that down. Um, they could have, you look at England now with the rotation of the pacers and stuff. And I don't know, I think if somebody's in form, you've got to play them, but Stark was way out of form and that cost them. Um, I like the difference in yeah, captaincy no. between uh, after after Cody left. You know, you don't have an in-your-face arsehole type of captain. Well, we'll talk about the captain in a, in a moment. So, first of all, um, you know, was it that India played really well, or was it that Australia were really poor? I, I think in India, especially that last test, they performed well above what was expected. And you can argue that oh, the Aussies were, you know, they were they, they were tired or they had people out of form, but nobody nobody expected um, India to win. I think I remember Wakar saying, "India aren't going to win this." When that Test match started, when people were talking about these new guys, nobody expected them to win. But yeah, it was that they they definitely performed. And I know, Jazz, you're very expected. much of the opinion that uh, the tiredness impacted the, the bowlers uh, probably more than anything else and the fact that they potentially had more pressure on the five than the Indian batsmen did. It uh, definitely had a factor. I mean, don't mean to take anything away from the Indians, um, but uh, nobody expected India to win and unless Australia not only beat them, but beat them comfortably given the lineup India put out. Um, it was all basically on Aussies to go out there, perform, take the series, and nothing less uh, than that would do. I think that definitely um, 
tickets to all. Uh, I think if Australia wanted to, they could have seen out the draw and they didn't need to necessarily force it. Right, so if you guys had to pick a player of the from an Indian perspective, who do you think it should be? Well, there was not many that played all the games. You know, no. from India's point of view, there was hardly anyone that played all the games. So you could say it was a big, big thing once Goli left for a new captain to come in and take on that responsibility. But you could also say he had nothing to lose, but I think he did really well with what he had. Just I think the captaincy of the series was the um, what the player of the series for India, I would say, Bujara, um, on the batting front, hands down. He he was a glue that held them together and allowed the other guys to play their attacking cricket. Uh, kept them in it, and you need to well, be in well, it to win well, it. At the end of the day. Well, what about his run rate? But there was a lot of people complaining. At the pace of his there was, I think, from a view, from a viewing perspective, it's not pretty to watch. Yeah, but you got to win the games, and you need a player like that. Yeah, and it's clearly proved effective. Added number of hours. He, you know, he made sure that the the bowlers were tired before he got out, and uh, you know, he 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 drew them down, and you know, as you say, he let other people play their game. Played in the Pakistan team, I think that would add a lot of pressure to our team. But India, on the other hand, they've got the superstars to be. I'm able not saying to I'm not saying it's the same level. I'm together. not saying it's the same level, but we've got a guy in Azarali who has played that role for a number of years, and he gets stick of everybody when he absorbs pressure. But and sometimes the thing is, you go out, you're gonna absorb a lot of pressure and then get out and people are going to be like, well, what the hell was the point of that? You know, you just wasted all that time. The run rate's to shit and we're, in, we're nowhere in the game. I but, think part of it, as Ijaz uh, says, that, you know, Pujara's got batsmen around him who've, you know, who are able to score quickly. Yeah. Or not even on a normal day. Maybe back then, yeah, they do have some of those, but maybe not as consistently as, uh, yeah, not, as the others. Yeah, not at that level. But uh, my, 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 what I think is every team needs a player like that because even if that guy's job is only to come out and bat out time on day five and he gets you that draw then he's done what he needed to do so just very quickly to touch upon the captaincy obviously Virat Kohli had to leave after the first test after they got absolutely annihilated um, and there were 36 all out do you think the fact that he's so intense and as you pointed out he can sometimes be a bit of a a bit of a dickhead, uh, a bit of an arsehole. Um, do you think it actually helped the Indian team to come back from a deficit? Do you think the pressure would have been too much on the individuals had Kohli been there? Or do you think he would have let uh, a, a match under them and he would have got them going regardless? I think he's a top player, no doubt. But I I don't know if his style... It might, it might suit T20, it might even suit ODIs, maybe not so much, but in a test match, he might not, you know, if he had, if he had that young group of players, um, you know, how many, how many people made their debuts or were playing like yeah. a couple of games and how would they have Four responded five, yeah. to, yeah, how would they have responded to a colleague style captain uh, in that situation? I mean, I would categorically say that if goalie was a captain and they were 1-0 down, they wouldn't have won the series 
as Kizzo says. Um, so you're saying as a shake-up? Bringing up, in newbies. Are you saying as a shake-up? I think he's, he's done well. I think he's done well, but Rahani's proved that he's a cup. He was tested in the deepest of waters, uh, came up trumps, and if oh. India don't make him captain now, they can't make him I captain. Say, People would be very difficult for them to change uh, the captaincy just because of this, even though I think they, they should. Uh, and I think yeah. Rahani has a better attitude on the field than Kohli does, and I think that certainly helps his team. I think they, they've got a better option in ODI as well. And Kohli. And uh, to be fair, unburdened Kohli would probably score uh, 10 to his average. He, he wouldn't. It depends think, on well, how you look at it. He's Tendulkar became captain, didn't work for him. But Kohli, I think, when he became captain, it, he his personal performances were better, for sure. So maybe it works for him, but it might not be the best for India. I think Kohli's done well, but there's guys out there who could do and even better. Rohit, Rohit Sharma for ODI. Yeah, well, we, we're pretty certain that there's not going to be any change anytime soon um, on the India no. front. Um, they no, no are playing Indian, England uh, very soon. Um, England, who are just coming off the back of uh, another whitewash of Sri Lanka, something that maybe 10 years ago we would have thought unthinkable that they would go to a spinning, Never would have happened. Yeah. spinning place with, uh, you know, Herath playing Murlithan before yeah. him. Uh, and to be fair, even though the ball has spun a lot uh, and Embel Denia has played superbly well, somehow England have managed to now win five on the in Sri Lanka. Um, I I think this is the best prep England could have had going into a series against India. And for India, it's the best prep playing Australia before this. So it should be a brilliant series. And I hope Root's form continues. But then there's this bullshit about them dropping or was it rotating certain players and you know they've got it yeah that makes no sense makes absolutely no sense and again you can understand it there's no chance that would happen in an Ashes series they wouldn't be rotating people in and out of uh, a test series so I'm surprised well they did it who 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 was it last summer when they were when it was Broad and Anderson getting rotated around and they both got pissed off you can understand with them too because of their Age, yeah. but your batsman. And, 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 I, I you think, know. yeah, I think with a batsman, you've got to play him when he's in form. With the quick bowlers, definitely the rotation works, especially in places like India and Sri Lanka, because it's going to be, you know, really taxing on all of the bowlers. So I rotating the quick bowlers around, and it also means that they come back that having that they need to prove a point. So yeah, I think that. Um, that the, the bowlers it'll work for, but I don't agree with um, the batsmen getting rotated about, yep. especially if they're better players to spin. And, you know, you're going to have um, Ashwin back, and he's another prick, but he's a quality player, and oh, especially yep. at home. Anyway, back to, back to Sri Lanka and England. Just very quickly, Joe Root he cemented his place back in amongst the, the top four or five batsmen in Test cricket. He went through a long period of, you know, we we're talking about his average, he's got a great average, but there's a lot of players that'll get 50s. And if you're going to be in that bracket, you need to be scoring big hundreds like you did now. And those hundreds giving you, bringing you the results and the wins. So, yeah, he's up there. But then, you know, we can't judge him on the back of just these two games. I think this series, add on the India series, if he performs 
consistently like the likes of a Williamson would, then yeah, definitely. And he's played spin remarkably well, Jazz, this series. I think the key to watching his, uh, or even the success, has been his willingness to sweep. I think that's a great asset um, when the ball is doing all sorts. Not only his conventional sweep, but his reverse sweep. Even um, even so, the conventional sweep, the sweep, you know, he, he was doing a full-on sweep, but the paddles and stuff, it meant that they had to change their length and their lines because of that one shot. It's a very attacking shot. Yeah. Yep. So England have had two excellent uh, test matches. I would just point out that out Roots runs without Anderson, you know, taking all those wickets in the first innings. Those two games could have been quite different, and maybe not because Sri Lanka batted woefully in two of their four innings. I mean, the batting that they have got just now, it's probably as weak as they've ever had, weak as it is in international cricket just now. Any chance of any major wins coming Sri Lanka as we anytime soon? No chance. Okay, so let's move on Definitely. to uh, tomorrow's test match, Pakistan versus South Africa. It's the first time South Africa have toured Pakistan since 2007. Um, looking back at all the records, it's probably a fixture that's actually not been that common. They've only played 25, 26 times in the test arena. Um, and Pakistan have never yet beat South Africa in a test series. They've drawn a few, but they've not yet beat back, uh, South Africa, either at home or away. Um, firstly, obviously, we've had Bangladesh and Sri Lanka come over the last couple of years, but this is really the first proper opposition, wouldn't you see? Um, Test cricket is returning back to Pakistan properly with a bang tomorrow. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the South Africans were right up there when there was that World Eleven team that came, which was, you know, there was a lot of South Africans. And, you know, it's a big deal, us getting cricket back at home with a proper team. And you've got to give it to South Africa for stepping up and coming to play. So, Jazz, what does it mean to have Test cricket back in Pakistan for you? It's probably been a long time since you've sat and watched a full full Test match game that you probably will be doing over the next few days. I mean, the last one I remember now, it's probably been one after that, was when England came and Shrey Bakhtar and Ganeria ran through them. But it's a sense of pride, I think. Um, getting to see our players play in their own backyard and hopefully it should um, bring a positive impact to their performance. Um, a chance for some of our stars, Babar Azam, uh, Shaheen Shah Afridi, to feel the love of their own fans for the first time. I know they get a lot of support in England, Australia, but home is home. They'll want to put on a show and... Hopefully they're able to rise to it because I hope the whole country is watching and they can do them proud. I think it's a bit sad we're not going to have people in the ground. You know, cricket's coming back and because of COVID, there's not going to be anyone there. But I think just the guys being able to play at home actually, will make a big difference. Uh, an empty stadium is pretty reminiscent of Pakistani cricket and actually that'll bring back its own nostalgia. Uh, watching these guys play with you know very few people watching, it's it's not yeah. you know it, it, that is what yeah. Pakistan cricket was before maybe it it, it left. Um, it seems like ages ago that Babar Azam was announced like captain of the Pakistan team, but tomorrow's actually his first Test captaincy um, debut for for Pakistan. He obviously missed the the New Zealand series, so um, you know 
what do you think are the benefits of having Barbarazm as uh, Pakistan captain? I think he can uh, lead from the front with his runs. I think we're going to have to be patient with his captaincy. Um, but in terms of his batting performance, I think we're, we've come to expect him to score. So we do expect a match-winning performance, hopefully, um, in one of the two tests, because we're going to need him to step up. Uh, no doubt he can do it. We just want him to hopefully win a game now uh, in Pakistan and set the tone, really. Um, there's probably other better choices for captain. I don't think he's quite ready, um, but uh, we are in a transition. So as long as the fans are quite patient, um, there's a good chance South Africa might turn up, cause a bit of a, an upset, but we just need to stick with it. And in terms of the squad itself, we've got a range of different age groups. So in some cases, it's a stopgap. Again, we just need to be quite patient with it because it's not going to magically turn into a great team. It might take a bit of time this time round. As, as far as the captain is concerned, I was I was worried because he's easily the best player, best batsman we've got. And potentially, you know, there's already, he's, he's young in his test career, but we're talking about him as the best batsman we've ever had, potentially, if he, you know, career pans out the way it's going to. And now we've put captaincy on his shoulders. I wasn't keen. I, I'm not saying he shouldn't be captain, captain, but I'm not sure if he should have been captain yet. And now we've got the added pressure because um, you've got Misbah being sidelined and the Mont was seen the new Pakistan selector with his fucking pie charts and graphs and all that stuff that he came out with. Um, telling us that, that was pretty good it, stuff. I enjoyed that. It, it, it was good because, I mean, you know, he's, he's putting out there, giving you reasons for why he did what he did. But then you're also saying, well, now it's not going to be Misbah picking the eleven. Babar Azam's going to pick the team. So I'm sure that was a lot to do with, came from Babar as well, saying, look, if I'm going to be captain, then I want to take the players I want on onto the field. So I, I'm, my worry is having that part in the captaincy on him, no doubt as a player. You know, we go back to when South Africa played uh, Pakistan last and you had, you know, him playing Dale Stain like he was absolutely nothing and no, you know that took this him apart. took him apart and it was so classy it was you know through the covers down down the ground everything thrown at him he just took it on and this the team that they've got now with Rabada and that what's that new guy called and rich something um, here or something yeah the great again two really good bowlers south africa have said that we're going to play two spinners you know, Boucher said we're going to play two spinners. We're going to play two spinners as well. And people keep thinking, oh, it's going to turn a mile. Karachi doesn't, I mean, it does turn, but it's not It's not like it's been in Sri Lanka or anything. So it means that, yeah, it means that they must either be preparing a turning wicket and backing on the likes of Yashashar or whatever to come up. But then you've got this young captain that, you know, has got a lot of pressure on him. Home series, big team you know, picking his own team going into it. So I just hope that that doesn't take away from his batting. And I hope the likes of uh, Azhar Ali, who are there, given the support he needs, you know, there's not there's not massive um, 
experience in this Pakistan team. You know, Azhar Ali is it really. You've got Abid Ali and potentially a new opener. You've got, there's no Asad Shafiq. There's no Safraz. So let's just actually, are, let's you know. just look at the, the squad. We've got a squad here. Um, 17 player squad. They originally started off with 20. They've actually taken out some youngsters that were initially as part of the squad. Um, I've got to say, I've obviously not seen very much of them play. Um, all had actually outstanding records this year, past couple of yeah. years uh, in first class cricket. But, um, I mean, if we look at the openers first, uh, the first notable thing that you see is that Shan Masood is no longer within the squad. Yep. Um, Ijaz is very happy that he's been he's been taken out. Why, Ijaz? Just simply based on performance? Performance is first-class record. I think he's been given more than enough opportunities and there's got to be better players... Um, performance-wise out there in the first-class um, circuit. Um, so it's about time someone else gets the chance. I think we can't argue with the fact that people are always saying, like what you just said, Ajaz, there's got to be better people. So you've got a selector who said, right, we're going to look at the record, who's performed, who's in form, and bring him in. What I'm glad is that they've done that during a home series rather than picking a guy from domestic cricket who's done well and sending them to England or Australia and then saying, oh, well, why aren't you scoring tons, you know? Exactly. So build on this. We we know who's going to be opening the innings. It's going to be Abid Ali, who's got a great domestic record, great record at, I know it's only been one series, but performed well against whatever the opposition was. And you've got this guy, Ran Buck, coming in. So he's been given a chance instead of uh, Inzi's nephew and uh, Sean Masood and whoever else was there. So... I hope everyone now has a little bit of patience. You know, this guy, if he comes on and scores three times in a row, fine. But if he doesn't, then we, mm-hmm. we the selector chance. picked him. Yeah, you've got to selector picked him because he had the best record out there domestically. And now we've got to we've got to make sure we give him give him a run and don't, you know, start giving him abuse when he gets out. Okay. Um so if we move on to the middle order. I mean, if we just look at the first three names on there, that really should be, you know, the strongest middle order that we could probably put out just now with Azhar Ali, yeah. Babar Azam and Fawad Alam. I know Fawad just come back in the, in the New Zealand series, but actually given himself already after that series that, you know, he is he is a worthy uh, middle order batsman for Pakistan. Um, yeah, can't, can't wait for him and Babar Azam to be playing together with Beauty and the Beast with that stance he's got. Yes. I think on paper, that's a very strong middle order. You've got Azar Ali, Babar Azam, Fawad Alam. Uh, Fawad Alam's got a very good record in Karachi. And as everyone knows, first-class cricket, he just dominates it. So it's a very strong uh, core of uh, batsmen there. So pretty confident. At some point, again, he's had a very good uh, domestic run. Um, In terms of our all-rounders, Fahim, I should have no surprise that he's in the squad. He's had a a pretty good uh, run in the Pakistan team. Um, I thought initially came on the scene, he was struggling to take wickets and, you know, he was making runs, but maybe not a full all-rounder, but actually over the last couple of series, uh, especially in New Zealand, he's actually proved himself to be uh, a top player. No, I think, I agree. I think he, he, I, I wasn't, I'm, I wasn't a huge fan, but I think the way he played in New Zealand with the bat, with the ball was brilliant. And you know he when when he needed to be economical he was, um, 
as a batsman when he needed to attack, he did as well. But for this test match, I'm not sure I would pick him. And that's just uh, horses for courses because if we're going in with possibly two or three of the fast bowlers you've got at the end there, I think before we discuss all-rounder, we should discuss who the bowlers are well, and see if there is room for an all-rounder and then is it a spinning all-rounder as a, a seamer that we go with? Yeah, so let's look at the fast bowlers first. So again, notable absentees, Nassim Shah and Mohamed Abbas who played in the New Zealand series. I think I can understand why uh, Abbas has been dropped. Um, just a two-match series, so there's not much game time to play around with. You need to be in and out, get that win. It's not on form, so maybe um, you can go away and get to the nets, whatnot, work with the bowling coach. In terms of uh, Nassim Shah, I'm absolutely gutted for him. I didn't think New Zealand was the, the right tour for, for him personally. Uh, I think Pakistan will miss Nassim Shah, not only because of his pace, but I think he's the ideal bowler for reverse swing, and there's nowhere better to bowl reverse swing than in Pakistan and subcontinent mm. pitches. And as the test match goes on, becomes lower, skiddier bounce, and w- when you put that together with uh, reverse swing, every ball's dangerous, it's on the stumps and I think when he did play, I think he played last, he took a hat trick, so I was really looking forward to him steaming in at home I think it's going to be a bit of a miss I think with him um, I, I, I think they did the right thing by leaving him out because when they took him to New Zealand he was coming back from injury and he came back um, and he bowled in New Zealand and he was 10 kilometres an hour off then he got injured, and I think they took him to New Zealand too soon. He was definitely not fit. He was bowling 10 kilometres an hour or less. So he's young. Don't don't bring him back. You know, we don't want another situation where you've got Wakar Yunus who's going to be out at the prime because he's got a stress fracture or something else. Um, when he gets his pace back up, definitely. We've got other options as well. We've got Usnan and you've got Musa and all of this. So... If the guy wasn't 100%, don't pick him. As far as Abbas is concerned, Abbas, it's a more slight uh, difference because he he was down about five kilometres an hour. But that made all the difference. You had guys now standing outside the crease to him. And OK, he was bowling uh, one and a half, two, run, two runs and over. But when he, when he was up there, as talked about as one of the best test match bowlers only a couple of years ago, it was because he was bowling that line and he was getting the Knicks and he was getting the LBWs. Now his pace is slightly less and the guys are standing out to him. They're still maybe not taking risks and attacking him. And fair enough, I think that's, you know, I'm okay with that decision of him missing out. And I'm okay with Nassim missing out if he's not fit. So... Uh, yeah, and let's just talk about who's come in. And so I think we're all pretty excited to see this uh, rebooted version of Hassan Ali, who's had a tremendous run in domestic cricket. So uh, are we in agreement that Hassan Ali and Shaheen Shafidi will be leading the line tomorrow? Yeah, I think they should. Think so. But yeah. my, my only thing is, you've got to remember, Hassan Ali was never our, an amazing yeah. test match bowler. He was an ODI uh, specialist. He was at one time the best ODI bowler in the world. We 
we've got to be careful about you know how we look at form across formats, and we do that with lots of players. They come in, this guy's really good. Get him in the test team. Get you know, Hassan Ali's different. He's got first class experience now. He's got his form back, and he is he's the best option out there. So I just hope he can now eventually translate his form in in the test match arena. Yeah, uh, we watched Harris Ralph in a couple of series. I've got to say. I've yet to be uh, impressed by him as a bowler. Um, I've not seen much to get excited about other than maybe a little bit of pace, but I don't think he's directed it well. We have to have three seam options going into a test match. And they both said they're going to play two spinners, which is, you know, whether we go with a left arm spinner or we go with an off spinner, because Yasser Shah, you would expect to play out of those three. So for me, it's either Shaheen, Hassan Ali, Rauf, and Fahim with the two spinners. Do you think you really need two spinners when you've got such a quality spinner uh, in Yasser Shah at home? I think they're going to... They've, they've already said they're going to play two spinners. I think both teams have said they're going to play two spinners. So that's going to happen. Um, and yeah, if it was... The fact that they're at home um, and it, it'll all come down to the toss. You know, if we, if we win the toss, we're going to want to be bowling last in that test match. And that's the same with South Africans because they're going in with two spinners as well. And a decision's going to look shit if you lose the toss and you end up, you know, bowling first because one guy's not going to be doing anything for the first three days. Yeah, so we're thinking probably between Fahim Ashraf and one of the other two fast bowlers for the for the last spot. Um, you would say, the... yeah, Rauf, Rauf or Fahim, wouldn't yeah. you? What annoyed me was in the past, if picked two leg spinners in the same test team. There's no need for that. All right, well, on that, up. based on that logic, then you tell me who you're going to pick. You've got Noman Ali, who's a, um, a left-armer, left-arm spinner. You've got Sajid Khan, who's an off-spinner, but they say that Sajid Khan can bat a bit as well, so he might be mm-hmm. a possible all-rounder. Who are you going to pick out of those two based on that logic, then? So I would probably go for a bit of variety. I know he's been tried and tested before. I'd go for Nawaz or the whoever's the left-hander. I think it's um, yeah. So is the that older no, guy's the left-hand yeah. spinner. No Man Ali, he's a left-arm spinner. But then you've got No Man Ali and Yasser Shah both spinning the ball away from the bat. Would you not rather have an off-spinner then? You've got variation because you've got a left-arm spinner who it's all I mean if you've got a choice brilliant to have a left arm option but then you got Yasser Shah turning the ball away okay he's got his googly mm-hmm. um, or you got Sajid Khan or do you just say right we're going to pick the guy who's pulled the best out of these two in the nest or who's most informer are you going to pick it based on strategy and I think you know, which way he's turning the ball if Fahim Ashram if Fahim Ashraf plays then it covers the batting a bit then you just pick the best out and out uh, spinner and you don't you don't worry about whether it's a left arm spinner or an off spinner. I would go with because, a, a left arm, and I wouldn't bother about if he's bringing it in or out. So we'll find out very soon um, tomorrow morning as to who's been picked in, in the squad. Uh, I think Pakistan have assembled a pretty decent team to play this first game back in Karachi after a very long time um, against a decent opposition. Um, very quickly, if you had to pick one standout player from the South Africa team that Pakistan really need to be aware of, who mm-hmm. would you pick? Kizar? Duplessis. He's um, 
he's he's been on Twitter and stuff, and he's got a point to prove because he's at that point in his career. He needs to show that he's performed in mm-hmm. all conditions. He himself said that you know Saint Dodgmal gave him nightmares last time. He's he's not got the burden of captaincy on him. Um, so for me, it's going to be down to him. They've got they've got good bowlers. They've got decent spinners. Rabada probably up there in terms of you know. Um, world class bowlers that they've got, but for me, it's going to be down to Faf. Jazz, I think uh, probably one of the more understated names, but has far been really good. Receive Vander Dusen, I think it is number three. I think he'll bat. Um, he's been on form for as long as I can remember. Um, seems the kind of player who will bring out his A game. Um, yeah. Uh, from my point of view, I think Norchie has had a really good uh, few uh, games for uh, South Africa. I think he's going to be difficult to handle. Obviously, you've got Rabada and Quinton de Kock as well, who make up mm-hmm. that, that team. Um, it would be interesting to find out how many of them have played in Pakistan before. Um, I would guess not many at all. Um, Faf's the only one that I would remember. I don't think, uh, I think it was Boucher was the keeper then, so it's most... They've probably only got one guy who's been there before. Yeah, which makes it all the more interesting for a, a team to go somewhere brand new for them, pretty much. Um, mm. You know, I'm sure they'll be looking forward to the challenge of playing in Pakistan. Uh, but, gentlemen, our time is up today. Um, thank you very much. Uh, we'll hopefully reassemble in a week's time when we will uh, know the result of the Pakistan South Africa test match. We'll do a depth review of that test match. Um, but here's wishing Pakistan the best. A quick prediction, Kizar. Um, What's going to happen? Pakistan to win. Yasser Shah gets man of the match. Jazz? I would go with the same. I think Pakistan, um, they're not as firm favourites as usual, but I think they should still come out on top. Well, we look forward to seeing what happens. Uh, join you all tomorrow morning, um, bright and early, um, to see Pakistan versus South Africa. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.